Good morning, good morning. <laughs> well, you know, I'm actually, I'm really, really thrilled to be here this morning because, you know, I'm glad to see that everyone's starting off their new year with a prayer revolution. And, you know, I say that uh, prayer has been one of the most instrumental things in my life, and as of late, and I'll definitely be sharing that with you, but I've seen it have an impact in a variety of different areas. And, you know, I think one of the things that I've learned is that, you know, with all of our life responsibilities, you know, it's, it's easy to burn out. Sometimes it's easy to do that. And sometimes it's the tendency to try and take on things ourselves and, or muscle our way through this. So for me, it's been so instrumental because it's definitely helped determine how it is that I relate to these different areas in these different situations. Um, you know, prior to coming to Searchlight, uh, prayer was, I mean, I knew about prayer. I mean, I was raised Catholic. Um, one of the things that it wasn't, um, it wasn't prominent in my life because one of the things that I was used to doing was praying whenever I had an emergency or um, something like that. But for the most part of my life, I just spent it muscling my way through life and trying to figure things out on my own. However, the one thing I would point you to, let's take a look at uh, 1 Peter 5.7. However, it's God that says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Think about what you would include in all. Now, what this is referencing, if we're saying what it says in cares is that they're the things that you worry about. And, you know, what, what are the things that you worry about? Take a moment to just think about that because what this is saying is that he wants all of it. It's not nitpicking, let's, uh, you know, give me certain things, but he's saying take, let's take all of it. Because really the desire for God's heart is to bring care to him, and in no way, shape, or form are we bothering him when we do so. He's inviting it. And the thing is, for me, it's been so instrumental in my life because I did a, uh, a year-long program through my church called the Ambassador Program, and I went through a multitude of different things. And let me just preface it by saying that, um, you know, most of you know that I'm from Vallejo, and I grew up in a very, um, <laughs> I grew up in a, well, I was raised, and we were poor, truthfully. So, um, Giving wasn't necessarily a big thing, and prayer wasn't in the mix either. So um, what I remember from my childhood is that um, we never really had enough. So I'll, let me just preface it with that. So during my ambassador year, I got into this job, and it's a wonderful company, but I had a, a really hard time with this job. It's an inside sales job, and very much it was about trying to make a one-call close. And so I had that pressure. So it's five months of anxiety that I had I'd wake up at 6 a.m. just thinking about how bad I'm going to do today or how I'm not going to sell because it's the kind of job where you're on the phone, you're pitching something, you can have somebody listening in and critiquing your pitch, but you also have like 20 other people around you. So for me, I felt an enormous sense of, uh, of insecurity around that. And what happened was that I ended up losing this job. And it was a huge um, embarrassment for me because I got myself into this job and I couldn't keep it. And um, but the thing is, is that, you know, I lost this job and I had one paycheck to live off of for five weeks. And I had a great sense of peace in that. You know, truth be told, that check should not have lasted five weeks. It should have lasted two. And I was still in the ambassador program. I still had, you know, commitments that I had to make. And, you know, I would normally stress out about this, but I didn't. And if you know where Vallejo is, it's not like it's a 30-minute drive. You're talking two hours. You're talking two hours, you're talking about gas money, and you're talking about toll. 
So, um, but I had a huge sense of peace in that, and, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that, but the point is, is that I was going through a variety of different things, and I still had, um, I didn't panic. It, it was a huge sense of peace that I had, and the thing is that the ambassador program calls for a multitude of commitments, and you kind of have to rely on a close fellowship with God to make it work. So let's fast forward, though. So once I graduated from this program, um, I had an enormous amount of success. I landed this job, and, you know, truth, truth be told, I was broke by the time I started it. Um, I had to borrow money, and I didn't borrow money for food because I was ashamed to ask. Um, you know, but the thing is that every single day for my first week, I didn't get paid for it, but um, that first week, people were bringing in food every day, so I didn't go hungry. So, you know, I can't explain that. So, um, but the thing is, I was experiencing enormous success. I had this job. They respected my acting, so I could go to L.A. whenever I wanted. Um, they, and also the thing is, I had a great fellowship. It was booming. We finally found a, a secure place in Benicia, which it's still there today. Um, so, but the thing is, is that um, during success, um, the prayer didn't look as enticing because things were going so well. So I was praying intermittently, and so what this looked like was praying for about two minutes as a checking in instead of it being like a place of nourishment. But, you know, I, I think that that's, that's what I was genuinely, that's what I was raised with, was, was you know, as long as you pray, you're, you're fine, which I think that there is a hint of that that's true, but I wasn't getting any nourishment from that. And I think one of the reasons that I didn't pray was because I thought, well, I'm not doing anything, so it didn't feel uh, productive, if you will. But it's sometimes it's when things are going well, it's when we don't pray. Have you noticed that? Sometimes when things are going well and prayer isn't in the mix, you can start looking at it that God loves me because I'm so good. It's a completely different dynamic. And if you start measuring yourself by your works, it can start to get egotistical, and what happens is that grace can dissipate. What you have is that what can happen is if you're judging by your works, then when you fall short, those are the things that become a lot more apparent. For me, and I totally get it, because for me, the symptoms weren't apparent. So I was, mind you, experiencing enormous success in the ambassador program, got out of it, everything's going really well. So the things did not come, they did not become apparent to me, and I'll, and I'll tell you exactly why. Here's why. I was helping people, but the first thing that I noticed was that I started to relate differently to people. I was helping people from a place of what I thought would be best for them, um, which was fine at first. But I started to kind of slip into caretaking, and, I, and it became a thing of, you know, where I felt really a great sense of pride in being able to do that um, without God, to be able to muster up strength to take care for another individual. And if you've ever done that before, it requires a lot. And so that's where it started to develop. It wasn't a place of service. But the thing that became more apparent to me was that because I wasn't getting anything put into me was that it became a lot harder to combat harsh voices. So that's where I got wrapped up thinking that I could battle those things myself. Um, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you an, a, a little bit of a quick uh, glimpse of, um, most of you might know my niece Priscilla, who's, uh, she's 15 now. But uh, during my ambassador year, she, um, you know, I would invite her to church. And, you know, for me to be in the ambassador program and my family, with my family, did not make me the most popular candidate. It made me, uh, I got a lot of backlash on it, and I was actually even ridiculed for, for doing it. Um, and so mind you, when I try to reach out and bring in uh, my niece who, to introduce her to God and uh, to the faith, um, I got a lot of backlash. So it took me about a year to even bring her to, to anything. Um, and then finally, what happened was that 
we had this long fight with, uh, with my family, but after a year and a half, she was finally able to come to fellowship. So there I am in fellowship thinking, you know, this, this is amazing that she's even here. There's a, it's a really is a miracle that she's here being able to pray with me. And, uh, and I couldn't appreciate the miracle that was there. I felt, um, I felt numb. Like in my heart, I couldn't feel anything, but intellectually I understood that something was up. And that was kind of a wake-up call. I didn't realize how much harsh self-talk went hand-in-hand hand with, uh, with the ego until her. But, but that's when I got help. And I think that one of the points is that if something is not working, it's not just prayer, but in all areas, where if it's not working, you want to get with people that are thriving in this area. So for me, I got, with, I got with Nancy, and I told her what was going on. So we came up with a game plan. So again, let me just start by saying that, again, if... Sometimes when we are looking at God loves me because I'm so good, it's, you know, the falling shorts become apparent, and that can dissipate grace. Let's, uh, let's take a look at 2 Corinthians 12.9. 2 Corinthians 12.9, and he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. It's talking about, now what this is talking about, it's talking about his strength, and we're talking about that his grace is, it's for us. And we can't, we can't earn his strength unless we allow ourselves to be weak. And it's good to be weak, but I totally get it. It's counterintuitive, and I struggle with that myself. And that's one of the reasons I think I didn't pray was because I'd been so hurt in my family. I grew up in a family where it was, um, you know, being weak was not, or being vulnerable, if you will, was not a common practice. It was actually viewed as um, actually embarrassing or, um, or in some ways even disgraceful. So it, it wasn't something that I was really great at conjuring, if you will. Um, but for me, where it comes up is that feeling weak in that can uh, trigger a sense of feeling worthless. Um, and for me, one of my biggest triggers is feeling like I'm being walked on so, or walked all over, if you will. So I didn't want to bring those things into prayer, and I started to push away from weakness. So, um, but I thought I'd give it a try, and this is what happened. I was in I was in prayer once, and and I was just battling these uh, self uh, these harsh self talk, and I was asking uh, Jesus to uh, to help me out with this because I I couldn't I didn't have the strength to do it. And what what Jesus showed me was he showed me my niece Priscilla, fifteen, and long long beautiful hair. Uh, and, uh, you know, what he said to me was, um, you know, you, you wouldn't speak to her that way. You wouldn't speak to her in a harsh way, you know. And, that, and that's how I want you to look at yourself. I want you to look at yourself like you would with, you know, that beautiful little girl and speak to her in, in, in that way, in, in, a, in a gentle way. But the truth is, guys, you know, God has a desire and a willingness to give us the grace we need to Press beyond anywhere where we may not feel at our best. You know, it's when we embrace those weaknesses in him, it's where we can be, begin to receive the grace and we can break the false concepts, which is the idea that we have to earn God's love. You know, and that, I think that it's, that it's at that point where it's, it's not about us. It's about giving God the space to work in our lives because, truth be told, he wants to be there. You know, Jesus said, Matthew 28, 11, Come to me, all who, la- who, la- who, you, all who all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
And if you've ever heard of uh, what a laden is, um, a laden, if you think of world, third world countries, it's kind of, I think of like the long stick and like the buckets on the side. It's very uncomfortable, but it's also very heavy. Um, that's kind of what a laden is, and that's life. What it's talking about is all of you who are working and are doing it all on your own, it's talking about the weight. You're doing all the work yourself, but we bring it to Jesus and we get rest. You know, and the thing is that Jesus actively wants to be present in our lives. He, he comes back in the Spirit. So for me, even though I had not been faithful in prayer, you know, you know Jesus was more than willing to help and willing to, uh, you know, soften my heart in a profound way. You know, because I, I care very much for my family, and, and I think that he picked something that he knew would uh, awaken the heart, if you will. Um, but the thing is, guys, prayer can be, a, can be a bigger solution to our big problems. You know, the more I began to commit myself to prayer, you know, the more grace I experienced. And I was always able to give more from a place of serving rather than a place of gratifying my own ego. You know, and I had a much more accessible heart. And I've been able to make a much more um, impact and recognize my own boundaries in where I'm at right now by really devoting myself to prayer and giving God the space to work um, and not blocking myself, um, so to speak. But what does that all come down to? What difference does this make? It can help determine how we relate to life's situations. Prayer does not require that we have everything together as a nice package to bring to God, but that we can bring our messes to him and he will gladly receive it. You know, the you know, fellowship with God and the Lord Jesus Christ, it can totally pull us away um, from having tunnel vision in our own lives, in our own responsibilities. And, but the thing is, we can experience his fullness in, in being weak. Prayer can help prevent us from taking it all on ourselves. So life does not have to rely solely on ourselves because the beautiful truth is that our Heavenly Father loves us so much that he desires to not only dwell in our hearts, but also to hear the things of our hearts, and that we can bring anything to him in the name of Jesus. And look in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope that you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen. Guys, you know, folks, prayer has been in a big, big part of my life, and and I'd say, let's, let's start a new culture. Let's start one where, where, fellowship, where we can fellowship any single time that we want. We can stretch it and we can grow in it. Where we can fellowship with the God that loves us way more than ourselves. And I think that transcends all of our understanding. But we can probably get close. Um, so I'd say, if you're doing two minutes, like I did, stretch and add on 28 more minutes, guys. Because <laughs> I promise, this, this can help. This can totally help. Uh, you know, take the stretch. Um, there's, there's nothing to hurt by trying it because truth be told, you know, one of the ways that, that he can help us from burning out has been and can be in prayer. Thank you. Thank you, Alberto. That was awesome. Oh my gosh. Who's excited about prayer now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about, actually, you know, about where we can find patience in prayer. Who feels here sometimes when you pray and then things don't happen right away and then you get frustrated? Oh, honey, bunny, yeah, mm-hmm. Come on, everyone's hands get, get up there. I know, I know, it's true. Okay, so yeah, so who, so I feel like I'm one of those people that struggle with, um, being patient when I pray. Um, 
especially because, um, you know, I even, you know, it's not the first thing I think of sometimes when I'm going through something bad, you know what I mean? Like, I suffer from chronic uh, pain, uh, and I have for a very long time, and I always forget, like, okay, if I'm in pain, I should pray, you know? Like, God doesn't want me to be in pain. I'm sorry, this is... God doesn't want me to uh, be in pain, but sometimes, you know, I forget that, you know, and I start to just spin out of control in my brain and thinking like, oh, God doesn't love me, or, or I'm just thinking I'm in a lot of pain and I don't know what to do about it. And, um, but guys, prayer can fix everything, like everything. Like Nancy said last week, you know, in my big fat Greek wedding when the guy was using Windex to fix everything. That's so true. And I love that she used that example because that's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, um, because God's not withholding. You know, God doesn't want us to feel like, you know, that he's far away from us uh, during these trials or tribulations that we might be going through. And, um, and he wants us to know that he loves us, you know. And it's just that I get, you know, I struggle with being patient about, you know, getting the answers to my prayers um, but it's also because I realize that sometimes the posture of my heart is not in a good place, you know, like I'm either like, you know, like Alberto was teaching about, um, being self-reliant, like, oh, I got to fix this. I got to figure it out. Or, um, or I just don't want to hear what God has to say <laughs> about certain things. And so then, you know, it takes longer, you know, for the prayers to get answered because God's like, Hey, I'm trying to help you, but you're not listening. Um, so there's that, and also Satan gets in the way too. Like sometimes when I'm praying and I start to give God like a laundry list, like Satan comes in and he's like, hey, yeah, think about that. Don't you have to do that tomorrow? And, you know, don't think about that. Oh, look at your foot hurts. Oh, why don't you just watch TV? You know, like all these kinds of things happen, you know, and, and Satan doesn't want you to be close to, you know, God. He doesn't want you to pray. He wants you to always think that God's not on your side. You know what I mean? So it does say... Um, in Ephesians, to put the full armor of God on. Do it, you know, because you don't want him to get in there and try to get you farther and farther away from God and feel like God is not on your side. Um, because when you do that, it takes way longer, you know, um, to get your prayers answered. So basically today I'm going to touch upon um, uh, three things that uh, don't help us, uh, you know, get our prayers answered right away. Um, it takes time, you know, and one of the things is it takes time. Certain things take time. Um, you know, God's not like a magic wand person. What are those people called? Wizards? Yeah, sorry. God's not like a wizard or a magician, you know, can just give you things right away, um, you know, or control people or control situations. Um, and then sometimes we're not praying for things that are not of God, you know, that are of God's will, right? Nancy's going to actually teach about that next week. So come back and listen to it because it can be awesome. There's like so many things that God... Uh, that we can pray for that's in God's will and like a lot like I think there's like 900 or something like that like promises that God gives you and you can pray for all those things and so come back next week uh, to get more details on that and then um, also sometimes you have not a lot of faith you know faith when you're praying or faith that God can heal these things or um, answer your requests or whatnot and um, and so you know it takes time you know for our faith to get you know bigger or more get more faith in it I have little faith sometimes in certain areas of my life so it does take a little time you know for your faith to grow because faith doesn't just come automatically either you know um so anyway so we're, let's all turn or yes thank you uh palms and palms <laughs> sorry guys 
<laughs> okay, Psalms. The P is silent, okay? Uh, in chapter 40, verse 1 uh, through 3, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear it and will trust in the Lord. Oh, I love this verse um, or this passage. Um, so David, if you guys don't know, was um, an awesome ruler. You know, he went through a lot of things. And uh, basically the whole book of Psalms is like him praying to God, you know. And there's all kinds of prayers that he does. He's like, he's, he's either begging God for help or he's like thanking God and praising God. So all kinds of things. Like 39, even 39 uh, chapters before this, he's like, you know, praying, you know, and asking God to uh, be in his life uh, and help him through all these like, you know, very hard times, you know, like wars and battles and things like that. Um, and so um, basically he's saying, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined to me and heard my cry. So God is always leaning towards us. He's always reaching for us. And, um, and he hears everything that, you know, we're going through. And I tend to forget that, you know. And so if you can, um, when you pray, just remember that God is on your side, okay, and that he's always reaching for us and can hear us. Like, he's not going to just be an absentee landlord, you know. Um, he's really going to, that was from a movie, um, but he's really going to be there for you. And so it's always good to remember that when you're praying. And he, it says in, verse sec, in the second verse, he also brought me out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. Um, what are the pits in your life? Do you got, can you think of any? Can life be the pits right now? <laughs> And not just like any pit, but miry clay, right? Miry means deep, sludgy, mucky, stuck, you know? Um, there might be some areas in your life where you just feel like God's not there. And, um, and, and these are like dark stuff, you know what I mean? Like I think of my, you know, chronic pain. And sometimes I have like not that much faith in getting my healing, you know? Like I have a lot of faith in other areas, but because my faith is so low, you know, when it comes to getting, you know, you know, instantly healed or whatever, that, you know, my heart needs something, you know, it needs something for it to stay soft and, and seeking so that God can, you know, get in there, you know, and help me get more faith. Because that's one of the things, right, to have when you don't have a lot of faith, you know, it's hard for the prayers to get answered right away. Um, because if you don't believe, then it won't happen, you know. So, um, so I love that, you know, it says that God took him out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay, because that's, I feel like that right now, <laughs> about my pain. Actually, even last night, I remember uh, I was in a lot of pain last night, and I remember I woke up and, you know, got my ice and whatever, and then I was, like, thinking, oh, how do I make this stop? And then all of a sudden, I was like, hello, pray. That's what I'm going to teach about tomorrow. Oh, my God. So then I prayed, and seriously, like, usually, you know, I don't believe it, but I was just like, you know what, I, I want some more faith. So I asked for faith. And then, um, and then I said, God, I know, you know, maybe I, I don't believe that you can heal me right now, but can you at least take the pain away? And he did. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like at least like 50% less pain yesterday. So God is awesome, right? And so, so pray, guys. Don't forget. Okay? And then I set, and then it says, and set my feet upon a rock and establish my steps. So 
this is not a maybe, guys. God will put your, put your feet upon a rock. And not only that, but he'll show you the way, you know, show you the way of what you need in your life and what he wants for you. Um, and then when you go through these trials and tribulations um, and um, he does these things for you, he's going to put a new song in your mouth, you know. And, and then it says that David says praise to our God. <sighs> I love that because Praise is the second, one of the other things that helps us um, get more faith while we pray uh, or when we pray. And so, um, like, praising God is actually um, uh, remembering who God is and what he's done in your life. You know what I mean? Like, God is good. God is patient. God is, like, patient. Um, God is, he doesn't break his promises. He's uh, loving. Um, and he wants the best for us. So, Praising God totally helps your heart stay in a soft place where you can get more faith and then where you can actually get your prayers answered sooner because you know it's going to happen. Um, and, and then it says, and when that happens, um, you can all, also thanking God is another thing too. Uh, thanking God really ch helps you change the posture of your heart, you know. Um, and um, for instance, like I had a lot, like you, yeah. Um, I had a lot of... Um, yeah, when I think back, you know, like of where God's brought me since uh, I started to know him and have a better relationship with him and pray and things like that, um, I definitely felt like, wow, you know, when I pray now, like when I was in pain before I really had a connection with God, like it was way worse than it is now. You know what I mean? Like when I, you know, without God, sucks, you know, and with God, it's awesome. So, I mean, not being in pain is awesome, but it, it, does, it helps, like you just feel better. Um, it's crazy what that could do. So, anyways, and then it says, many will see it and fear it and will trust in the Lord. When things turn around, other people will see it and their faith will grow. How many people have seen other people's lives change, like friends of yours? And, oh, yeah, that's a lot of hands. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, if God's going to be there for this person, my friend, then, of course, God's going to be there for me, you know? And so that helps you get, you know, your prayers answered more quickly as well. Um, and then, like I said before, another top, another like thing is that certain things take time. Like, um, like I said if, uh, before, if um, if you don't have that much faith, faith doesn't come instantly. So you need more time to um, pray and seek God out and see where you you know maybe God need you know maybe you need more boldness or maybe you need more faith or maybe you need you know all sorts of other things that God can give to you, and that takes time. Um, and for instance, like um, a few years ago, there was a SF fellowship and um, it was really not doing well. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I tried everything. And then Nancy was like, what you have to do, you pray. I was like, oh, yes, I can do praying. Okay, that's good. So then I was like, all right. So then I prayed for like, I think a year and I'm sure other people were praying. Something like a year, very long time. And um, after that, all of a sudden, there was, like, people coming to church or coming to our fellowship in San Francisco. And people were bringing people and people were being saved. And it was just really amazing. And people were feeling God's love. And so I was like, wow, you know, I can't believe it felt like I was doing nothing. I was just, like, asking God for help. And yet, you know, he pulled through. And that took a long time, right? A year is a long time to wait <laughs> for people to come to, you know, fellowship. And so then, um, and sometimes we pray for things that are not of God's will. And that takes time, too, right? Because uh, I think... Sometimes I tend to get very narrow in my prayers, you know, like I just want it this way, you know, like, God, do it like this, you know, like, oh, God, like, this was like before when I, before I got married, I was thinking like, oh, God, this is the guy I want. And it's like a horrible guy, right? <laughs> and then he's, and I was thinking like, oh, but this is, this is it. I want him, right? And then it's like, 
And I was so not open, even to Chris, you know, and, um, and, and so I remember I got a lot of feedback, you know, and it really helped, but I also remember I, I should probably pray, and people were telling me to pray to God and ask him, you know, like, what he really wants for me and stuff like that, and so I had to pray about that, and then I prayed, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, why am I not attracted to good men? Oh my goodness, what is wrong with me, you know, and like, and so finally, like, <laughs> sorry. I love my husband. So finally, <laughs> finally, like after, like God got in there. God can change your heart. You know what I mean? And he got in there and all of a sudden I was like attracted to like healthy people. And, um, and now me and Chris are married. And if you guys don't know, I really thought I was never going to get married. Like nobody thought I was ever going to get married and I got married. And so that is a miracle. So, um, so yeah, so don't pray. The point is don't pray for things that are not of God's will. And we'll learn a lot about that next week. Um, let's go to this last verse. Uh, James 1 in uh, verses 2 and through 4. My brethren, count it joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that t- t- the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Does that sound very peaceful to you? Yeah, right? Like it says that, I mean, who thinks of joy when they're going through like hard hardships? Not, not do you? I don't. <laughs> and so it's just crazy to know that um, the testing of your faith. And that doesn't mean that God is, you know, testing you. You know, God's not trying to, like, teach you a lesson, um, which I thought for a very long time. But, but, but your, te- your faith is going to be tested. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, the world sucks sometimes, right? And things are out of our control. Like, you know, people are not in our control. And, um, and you know, like, I was born with this chronic condition. So it's kind of like, well, that wasn't, like, who did that? Nobody, you know what I mean? I mean, the world kind of is is fallen and it's like not great. And so, but he basically, you know, here is, a, is the verse is kind of talking about um, having a mature faith, you know, and, um, and knowing that, you know, even if there are trials and tribulations, if you stick with God, you know, if you stay close to him, pray, keep praying, even when it sucks, everything sucks. To keep praying and to know that you, and to not pull away from God, like that's a very mature thing. And that's why it says that, you know, if you can have that patience, right, when you're not pulling away from all those, you know, pulling away from God during all those, you know, horrible times, like it's going to be a perfect work and that you're going to be, you know, you're going to get better and you're going to lack nothing. And so just know that you can find joy because uh, you'll get patient or patience, um, and know that God's going to pull through, you know, because when you know that there's hope and that there is an answer to your prayer, even during the, the hard parts, like, that feels good, you know what I mean, and joyful. So, anyways, uh, I just want to uh, wrap up here, because, yeah, okay, um, so don't forget, or don't forget, but also don't give up, guys. When you're praying and things don't seem like they're getting answered right away, don't give up, all right? David went, goes on for hundreds of chapters um, and ne- never gave up. Like, I wish I could do that, you know, and I'm going to do that, you know. And um, don't forget that the enemy is out to get you in your prayers. So pray against those, you know, Satan's lies and seize them, interrupt those harsh voices like Alberto was talking about, and just you know what, ask God for more patience even, you know what I mean, like, just be like, God, you know, I know, like, things are not happening right now, but I know you love me, and so can you show me what to do in the meantime to help my heart, you know, stay open and close to you, Uh, because without God, everything is way worse, so um, anyways, thanks guys, and prayer's awesome.